Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. You know, um, I'm I'm fascinated by uh, I'm fascinated by real estate. You guys do know that, right? And I want to talk about Carson Wentz and and this real estate analogy and a kind of a new wrinkle to it which is interesting call 888 farmers to switch and you could save big on auto insurance the doug gottlieb show comes live from the farmers insurance fox sports radio studio daily it's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes just call 888 farmers and start saving today we are farmers bum, 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 bum. Uh, okay um so look i've uh, i've i've told you guys this before that i think what the what the eagles have done by putting Carson Wentz on the market is at a at a price which is too high, a price that's a premium for a player who lost his starting spot is a is a mistake. They overlisted their product. They overlisted their home. And people do this all the time in real estate, right? Your neighbor sells his house for more money than you thought. You're like, geez, I had no idea you'd get that for a house. And the realtors are putting flyers in your mailbox every day. They're knocking on your door, like, hey. I have two buyers. We, your house, 2,400 square feet. Amazing. I have two buyers looking for a home. Got to be more than 2,200 square feet. Do you have four bedrooms? Four bedrooms is exactly what they're looking for. Right? Oh, amazing. That I, I can, you don't even have to list it. You just let me come take a look. I, I can sell this thing 
you know, off market. You're like, nah. Okay, or we can list it, and I'm telling you, you'll be able to sell this thing. And then you sit down with them, and you decide, I'm going to sell my house. And they said, you know, like, look, these houses, the one next, and you're like, the one next door went for 450. You're like, my house is nicer. It should be 500. And he's like, well, you know, 500 is a 499, 99 is, a, is probably a little bit better. Like, and then you start thinking to yourself, like, look, I can always come down, but I can't go back up. Why don't we go 550? And the realtor's like, okay, you listed for 550. It's a hundred thousand dollars more than the house that's next to you, which is basically twenty percent more than the house which is next to you, which just sold. And people walk in, and because of the, the premium price, they expect the premium product when it's really the same product as next door, maybe slightly bigger. And instead, when you don't get the buyer right away, right when you listed it, you tell the real estate agent, like, "Hey, look, you got to blast this out everywhere," which is what the Eagles did, right by basically leaking to the media, hey, this guy's available. And we're not getting nearly the, the type of offers we should be getting for a player of his caliber. And teams aren't stupid. Buyers aren't stupid. They see some overlisted. They think to themselves like, we'll circle back in two weeks. We'll circle back two weeks after that. Teams are the same way. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving up multiple first-round picks for a guy that you don't even want. No, thanks. Like, the difference, Khalil Mack... The Raiders wanted, they couldn't afford it. Laramie Tunsil, the Dolphins wanted, but you just offered, you know, too big a trade and you wanted too much money for them to rebuild. Like these guys were wanted by the place they were. Wentz is not. Wentz is not. Um, so you end up lowering your price in the end and maybe even chasing the market. And meanwhile, like, you know, when you're listing a house, you think you're selling a house, you go and buy a house that's worth more than your house and you put it on contingency. Hey, look, I'm on, or maybe you buy, pay cash. Like I got cash. I've been saving up. I'm going to buy this next one knowing it's a better deal. I get it right now. And then we'll worry about selling the house. I don't want to sell it on contingency. You know, you end up chasing the market and selling it for way less than you wanted to. Okay. So the story today is Carson Wentz only wants to play for the Colts. And there apparently were two bidders previously the Colts and the bears and neither have come off of whatever their offers were. The Eagles cannot, you know, put the genie back in the bottle and welcome Wentz back in. And they're going to be forced. They're going to be forced to move it. Right. They're negotiating now against themselves. Okay. Well, you got two first round picks for Carson Wentz. Well, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I hear you when you said one first round pick, how about a second round pick, maybe a third. Okay, we'll take a fourth round pick for him, right? Like world's worst negotiator is what this this feels like. World's worst negotiator. And the the Eagles are looking for you guys ever heard of an angel buyer? Right? Ramos, you ever heard of that? Well, Ramos, you you same place 18 years, right? Uh yes. what about what about you, buyer? You ever heard of the angel buyer? Well, I heard of a Dan buyer. That's the only one. Right. <laughs> Ryan, have you heard of the angel buyer? Yes, yes, or an angel investor, yes. Well, angel investor, angel investors, yeah, like the, that's the silent investor. The angel buyer is, they come and, they come from out of the market, right? They don't really know what your house should be worth. Maybe they come from, you know, Manhattan Beach, or they're, they're trying, and you, you live in Montana, and they're trying to move away, right? They're like, man, I'm getting out of the world. And you can charge them through the nose for things, and you can get them, to far surpass anything you thought possible. That angel buyer. That's where I think they are. They're in angel buyer territory. Please somebody, dear God, because otherwise we got to give this thing to the Colts. We got to give this guy to the Colts. We got to eat the dead cap money and we're probably going to get a second round pick in return. That's where they are. That's a bad business strategy and you over, you you didn't analyze, there's a, Cost-benefit analysis to keeping him with the team, not just getting him off the team. And as much as you think like, well, you know, if we get rid of him now, sudden it opens up, we can go draft a quarterback, which is probably what they're going to do. The dead cap money cripples you for a short period of time, but additionally, you're not going to even get back the return on your investment you thought you'd get. 
Call 888-FARMERS to switch and you can save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do uh, with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Hmm. All right, boys. Well, look, um, there, is, there, there are other things to talk about in the world of sports. There are other things that are just fascinating to, to get into. But I thought, like, I, I think when we look at this period of time, and we've had a debate earlier on the Jalen Johnson, he's the Duke player who <clears throat> opted out with six games remaining, really seven when you count the ACC tournament. And Duke could win the ACC tournament and go to the go to the NCAA tournament. They could win all six of these games and go to the NCAA tournament. It's not out of the realm of possibility. He opted out. Jason McIntyre and I debated that earlier in the show. We talked a little bit about Rush Limbaugh, who, I mean, of what we do and how we do it as solo shows, there has never been anybody better. Now, his political opinions and style could be, it was incredibly divisive as was his opinion on Donovan McNabb and the NFL. But I think it's fascinating that we, that we are still in many ways stuck in the same discussion years later, right? We're still stuck in this. And I personally struggle with it because I don't have that in my past. I don't have any past history of, uh, racial imbalance in my life and in my upbringing. I, you know, I'm a, basically a child of the 80s and 90s. And we have, by the way, I lived in California, which is kind of a homogenous population in terms of races and really even religions, if, I, if I'm being completely honest. But it's part. It's obviously part of the fabric of sports and the pa- fabric of the position where old, the older generation has a tough time admitting that parts of the older generation wasn't evolved. But I think look, Rush Limbaugh died today at age 70. You don't have to like him, but this is one of those. He's the guy who many of us who do what we do say, man, I don't like what he had to say, but the way he said it was so convincing. And so, uh, so then he offers, he dips his toe into the NFL world. This is 18 years ago. And it was really part of sports cancel culture, which has been around previously. And part of it was he took himself away from the discussion, you know, where he said, this is what the media does, which is a constant trick that I hate that especially conservative talk does right where they they're, they're part of the media, but they label everybody else, the media. I don't like when anybody does that, the media, this, the media, that you're in the media, you're part of it. But it, it did plant the seed of, what is behind your support? I've always said, McMahon, I, I've never been a big McNabb guy. And I thought he benefited greatly from who he played with and who he played for when he was in Philadelphia. But I don't think any of the accolades that he got or the time that he got to work things out when he was struggling in a season had anything to do with race. I don't think he got booed because of on draft day because of race. I think that he wasn't crazy accurate. He was crazy tough. Uh, he generally was a good, tough, strong, athletic football player who was really good, not great, on some great Eagles teams. But that's the, the only sports aspect I think of when I think of, of Rush Limbaugh. All right, coming up next here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Whew. Um, Did you guys see this? Did you guys see this in re- or hear this? In regards to Ben Roethlisberger, something was said today earlier in Pittsburgh that leads you to believe they're done with him. We'll discuss that next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening D- dan byer did you see tom brady apparently keeping receipts but not on radio shows but tv shows yeah i tweeted that out a couple hours ago yeah i saw that yeah that was uh that was all of his clips he took sounded like from uh, uh television debate shows but yet he uh mentioned talk radio shows in his tweet yes talk Man. radio shows in his tweets that why do we all why are why are we the low-hanging fruit why do we get picked up yeah i don't know i'm <laughs> i'm not sure Hey, but hey, at least they know that we're around. They may not give us credit, but they know that we're there. Yeah. Uh, did, did he put subscribe, download, and rate and write a review? Did he? Did, he didn't do that, dude. Did he? Dang it. Oh, he dang, did not. Dang, dang it. Come on, Tom. We need you to do that stuff. That's what we. That's what we need you for. How about the Ben Roethlisberger comments? Do you guys have those? Kevin Colburn is the uh, GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, remember Ben had said earlier in the offseason that like he'd like to come back and. Money wasn't, you know, but money what money wasn't uh, a, a factor at all in how he want how and why he wants to come back. The problem with him saying that is that's all and good, but he does have a contract to try and work around. If you look at what's remaining on his contract, okay, two thousand twenty one, um, the out is twenty two million in dead cap dollars. If they cut him, they cut him. Um, obviously it's different if he retires, but the dead cap, some of that dead cap still stays on the salary cap. If he stays on the team on his current deal, it's $41 million in dead cap money. So that's not happening. Oh, excuse me. 40, yeah. $41 million cap hit and 22, five in dead cap money. 
So they're going to, anyway, here's Kevin Colbert. Here's the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier today. He reiterated that to us, that he wants to continue to play. And we, we told him, quite frankly, we have to look at this current situation. With Ben's current uh, cap number, um, some adjustment will have to be made. And we're not negotiating as, as we sit here and answer this question. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is on a team. Ben Roethlisberger did a lot of really good things last year. And we anticipate that he could still do some good things moving forward. So hopefully there's a way that we can try to figure out and do what's best for the organization and do what's best for Ben. And hopefully he'll be able to see that and feel the same way we do, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. That's uh, that, that part is interesting, isn't it? There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And that's basically negotiating in public. We're not negotiating here, but you know, we got to do something about that, that contract. He could do still, still do some good things. Now, when I heard it, it did, it, it initially, it sounded like it's over. Now I feel like that's a negotiating tactic. That's a, it could be over. We could get out of this, you know, or there's going to have to be a, a, a complete change in how we're doing things and why we're doing it. Byron, where are you on what happens with Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, I, I, if I'm Pittsburgh, I want to hit that reset button. And the the message that we heard today answered some of the questions while not answering the complete question, but really answered some of the questions is some of the stuff that we had heard over the last couple of weeks. Because, yeah, Ben came out when Art Rooney the second said, you know, something's going to have to be done financially because of his number. And that's when Ben kind of try to take the narrative and say I don't care what they pay me you know I'm, I'm you know I want to give it one more chance and then all of a sudden you heard yeah Ben hasn't spoken with the front office you know recently I spoke with Ju- Juju Smith-Schuster yeah like there was just a lot of a lot of stuff where you're just like wait a second if they are on the same page and they both understand that something's going to have to be done uh financially then why aren't they talking? So it really seemed to me that they were on two different pages that maybe Ben wants to come back and Pittsburgh just wasn't sure about it. And when you hear Kevin Colbert say what he had to say today, that it's not just about finances. It's the best interest of the team. It's their offensive philosophy. There are a lot more questions than just lowering Ben's cap number for 2021. So, yeah, I, I just I get the sense that they would love it if he would retire. And if he's not going to, then they got to figure out something else to do. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Andrew Brandt joins us, former Packers VP, uh, Business of Sports podcast. Of course, he also is a professor at Villanova University. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Andrew, let, let's start with Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, to open up some cap space a couple years ago, I think 2019, uh, they they reworked his contract. Now there's this huge number, right, in terms of a cap hit this year. Then there's the dead cap money. Can you explain to us, like, w- what are the Steelers' legitimate options in terms of uh, in terms of that number and changing it? Yeah. Good afternoon, Doug. I mean, this is the theme of football right now is the cap, and you talked about it. This happened with Carson Wentz. It happened with Drew Brees. It happened with Ben Roethlisberger. Teams take this huge salary, which usually your quarterback's your highest salary. They turn it into bonus, which you can do. And bonus, for people who don't know, is prorated in NFL contracts. So if you have four years left, you take $20 million, you turn it into bonus, you bring it down to $5 million, and you push out $15 million. But at some point, you pay the piper, and that point is when there's... So if and when there's a separation that money accelerates, and that's the problem with Goff and Wentz. And the same with Roethlisberger. I don't know what they can do about him if they want to keep him, other than ask him to take less money, because they're stuck with this $41 million, including his salary and the leftover excess, and they're stuck with 20 whatever, $26 million if they lose him. So I, they don't have any good options with Roethlisberger right now. Um, in terms of keeping them and ask them to take less money, it would be you got to take less money, and eventually they pay that tax. It's just they can they can kick it down the street a little bit lo- longer. Is that how it works? Yeah, I mean it's going to go down every year. It's gonna, because the proration, the amortization goes down every year. Uh, you know, again, it's like Wentz. They only did that deal two years ago, which is why the number is so high. And you mentioned again with Ben 
They had this deal done years ago, but they went to it and restructured it with what I just talked about two years ago. So that's pretty fresh, all that new excess. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Andrew Brandt is our guest, former Packers vice president. He's got the Business of Sports podcast. Um, for people who think that the J.J. Watt and the Deshaun Watson decisions in Houston were similar at all, what would somebody who's actually been a part of these discussions, how would they, how would they counter that? Yeah, it's completely different. A couple things. First of all, J.J. did his contract in 2015. He was entering the last year which means no dead money. You know, you're in your last year. There's nothing left behind. Deshaun Watson did a contract in September. Deshaun Watson's 23 or 24. J.J. Watt's 32, the end of his career. And, you know, you can only imagine what they could get in a trade for Deshaun Watson. For J.J. Watt, I think, you know, some of this is personal. You know, you, you don't want to let a J.J. Watt have a transaction at the end of his career, at the, not the end, for a whatever, third, fourth round pick. Right. And you don't want to cut him. <laughs> and he's making $17.5 million. So this is kind of an, not easy, but this is a safe face way out for the Texans front office that still has to deal with Watson. I'm still standing on the hill. I know you are too. They're not going to move him. I mean, there was talk about the Packers with Aaron. There's talk about the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Like, people, come on. Like, you're not trading these players. I don't care if you get five number one draft picks. You're not trading these kind of players. It just yeah, doesn't happen. Because all, at the end, in the end, you're still going to be searching for one of those guys that you used to have, and you had under contract, right? If you trade those players... If, and, you know, I'm asked this all the time because it's just this fantasy football. Like, what would you take for Deshaun Watson? I'm like, I don't want draft picks, okay? Pick a team. If it's the Dolphins, all right. I want Tua, and I want your best corner, and I want your best tackle. Proven. Proven. Not draft picks. And I want your best, you know, uh, pass rusher. You know, those are the kind of trades. It's not going to be like draft picks, which are hit or miss. No. So that's, that's not going to happen. Have you heard my real estate analogy regarding wins? No, go ahead. Okay. So the idea is, you know, Stafford goes and they get multiple ones for Stafford and a quarterback, right? So they're sitting around. They're like, look, we got Carson Wentz. who's younger. Okay. He's had some similar success. They, they overpriced him. Right? They over the hot market, hot quarterback market. They overpriced him. And now, the longer this thing goes, the more he sits. He hasn't been dealt yet. It's got to be some. Uh, he's not He's not with, wait, the, the Colts aren't ready to move mountains for him with his former coach, and he doesn't want to go to the Bears, another one of his former coaches. Something's wrong here. Everybody bails on it, and they end up, instead of getting more than they thought because it was a hot market, they end up taking less, kind of, they kind of chase the market. And just like when you're selling a house, you know, one of the two of you look and you find the next house already. And now you're already kind of committed mentally, emotionally to the next house. The Eagles are, he can't go back in that locker room. He's done there. So they're negotiating against themselves with the Colts and they're going to end up taking pennies on the dollar for him. Well, you know, I was very vocal. They weren't going to trade him because they didn't think they'd debilitate their franchise with a $34 million cap hit far and away neighborhoods apart. You see real estate from the 22 million they took on with golf. I just didn't think they'd do it on a $180 million cap. But then it looked like they did, and no one denied it, not the Eagles, not the new coach, not Wentz. So I figured I'm wrong. Okay. And now I don't even know. Because the question is, like you said, if you're, if you're faced with like a, a second and maybe a conditional third, do you even do the deal? And do you say, I'm sorry, Carson, you're coming back? And all the mistrust and fractured relationship, you know, <laughs> you really got an issue. So I think you're right. Now, you know, Howie is a great general manager, negotiator type, you know, and he's gotten over on teams. He wrangled a number one pick for Sam Bradford. He's done some deals. And I think teams are like, yeah, you know, we're not going to jump in on Wentz with his price. It'll go down. Andrew Brand, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. How does it work with some of these uh, with, with these quarterbacks when when we see these dead cap numbers? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, if you trade them, do you still pay the, the tax? Like, how does that work? It's not cash, Doug. So this is where people have it wrong. It's not cash. The cash has been paid. It's in the bank. The players, in some cases, have spent it. It's cap. So cap is accounting. So, again, my example with a $20 million salary converted to bonus, you've paid the $20 million in year one. Year two, three, four, you've got $15 million in unamortized, un- unaccounted for cap, which is fine, five a year, unless you separate through trade or release, and then that five-year accelerates. You know, with Wentz, there was a huge signing bonus. There was a huge option bonus, which was prorated out the same way. They did what they did with Roethlisberger. You know, these teams do this because they get behind the eight ball. They need short-term gain. And they figure, we'll never, you know, we'll never leave this player. (laughs) But then it happens. Then it happens. And a contrast, I've said this before, what I tried to do in Green Bay Jimmy Garoppolo, San Francisco, first-year cap number, $40 million, right? Now, if they move on from Garoppolo, dead cap, $2 million. So they've allowed themselves the flexibility by front-loading cap instead of back-loading, and they're in good shape if they want to move on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating way to do it. Okay, so is, is that what you would do if you were the Cowboys? Well, in terms of the contract or franchise tag, what do you mean? In terms of a contract, right? Like, I don't mind the franchise tag, but that's a lot, you know, in the $40 million on a, on a $180 million cap when you got, you know, 52 other mouths to feed. Yeah. Uh, But so if you're going to form the perfect contract and and because to me, you got to learn from everybody else's contract, right? Like the Rams wouldn't have given golf all that money unless they thought he was a dude that changed. right? Right. Wentz, same thing. So they can, you can change your mind on people, even with the same front offices. I just, I wonder if you protect yourself if you're the Cowboys. Yeah, you need to get ahead of the curve. And this is where teams like, like the Colts, like the 49ers, like Jaguars, like Tampa have done a good job amassing cap room because of situations like this. So you can then negotiate by matching cash and cap as much as possible and not worrying about pushing out the pain. If the Cowboys can do that, great. You know, I think Prescott's really, even getting hurt as he did is in a great situation. Three options. Does a deal that he likes from the Cowboys, gets tagged, $38 million, or the best option, set out into the free market, which I don't think will happen. No way. Uh, so he's in good shape. But, you know, one thing on the Rams, they're outliers, Doug. I don't think we can say this thing is now happening around the league because of the Rams. They took oh, I, on I Brandon agree. Cooks, $22 million, $21 million. They took on Goff, $22 million. They don't like first-round picks. Uh, they are the they, true they, outliers they, of the they, league. They overpaid, so unless they, we start seeing more of this, I'm not yeah. sure it's a trend. No, I understand. I mean, yeah. but, like, they also gave Gurley money early. Yeah. And then the Panthers went and did the exact same thing last year. So, some some of it we have seen from other people, uh, but the getting out of the bad contracts, eating money, and and just giving up first round picks that is that is definitely a different way of doing it from the way the rest of the league seems to want to do business. Andrew, great stuff, always fascinating. Appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Always a pleasure, Doug. Take care. Pleasure is all mine. You know, it's it's interesting to me how there's this. You tell me what I try to provide to you is what I've learned about, about football is that it's very different than basketball in terms of the salary cap, but even basketball has its limitations. There is what you can do on paper is different than what you can do with real personalities, what you can do in terms of guys fitting styles of play, and then what you can do within the salary cap. All of these things limit the dream scenarios from taking place. Why can't you just trade him to the, you can't, you can't make the dollars and cents work. And and a trade has to work for both sides. That's the way it, it, people have talked forever. Like, why don't the jets just, first of all, package. Okay. But if you're John Watson and you have a no trade clause, why would you want to be, why would you okay a trade to the jets when all of the resources they're using to rebuild their team, they would have to give up to get you. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Same thing for the Carolina Panthers. 
Like there's talk, hey, they would include Christian McCaffrey and three first round picks. Like, okay, so what's left for him to play with? What's the draw to going to Carolina? Because it's not Houston? Yeah, I don't see that. All right, coming up next, it sure sounds a whole lot like Adam Silver and the NBA players aren't on the same page. Don't believe me? I'll show you, or I'll let you hear it next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to the press. The press. 
Dan Byer, what do you got, my friend? Doug, we'll start out in the NBA. A report earlier today from ESPN said that many NBA players are reluctant to help the league promote coronavirus vaccines. Now, according to the report from Woj, Adam Silver told the league's general managers that the loosening of strict testing and quarantine protocols could be incentives for players to eventually get vaccinated this season. I don't know why they're not all getting vaccinated. I don't. I don't understand these guys. Are like, what was your, what was your game plan for playing in the NBA without a vaccine? Was it one without a vaccine? I, yeah, I don't know. Huh. I, I don't huh. know. I thought that's mm-hmm. what we all saw the finish line, but apparently, yeah, what not. was what was the plan? Okay. What was the plan? Okay. Right. And I would guess that ninety nine percent. Michael Porter Jr. said he you know, doesn't. He's like an anti vaxxer but I'm guessing they've all been vaccinated. I don't think you can, I, you know, you have a yearly physical. I'm guessing all their shots are up to date. You wouldn't be insured. You're, you're an uninsurable contract if you won't take a physical and take proper, uh, um, the, the proper shots. Yeah. There's uh, also numbers out this week. Five NBA players out of 454 players that were tested, tested positive for coronavirus. And and while it's great that there's only five, there was just one over the last three weeks. So the numbers, uh, you know, jumped from one to five, but the one was just over a three-week span. One other note when it comes to the NBA and the All-Star game, Utah's Quinn Snyder will reportedly coach the Western squad in next month's All-Star game. Of course, Utah having the best record in that conference. That would lead me to believe that Doc Rivers would get the nod in the Eastern Conference as the Sixers are on top of that conference. Mm. Mm. They should just no-coach it, you know? No, Yeah, no-coach it. Seriously, they should. It should be like a an ant circus, right? We're like, no, you can see it right there. Like, what do you mean you can't see it? No, they played the game. Like, honestly, if if somebody just put up a box score and then they and they they put a bunch of dunks, right? They I, they they had these guys yeah. dunk in front of a green screen and they put some music to it and added some real NBA moves and then like you could superimpose the new jerseys on them, the All Star Game jerseys. Would anybody know? No, and and I can't. I don't have any recollection of any All Star Game memory since they've done this fantasy draft. Roger that. I, and and listen, maybe maybe counter to my point, I don't remember too many uh, before that. But I love the unique uh, uniforms that they used to have when it would be like each market would have you know they would have like their style. Like when you were in Phoenix, there was like a a cactus on their uniform. Yeah. yeah. They had that different sort of uh, style. Now you don't even have East and West. You just have Team LeBron and I don't know Team Giannis or Durant yeah. or whatever it's going to be, and black and white uniforms. It's just there's just no there's no originality to any of it. Oh, it's not good. No, it's not. It's not good. And I, I don't. I, I love basketball. I don't watch it. Tell you what looks good. The Jaguars in teal. We touched on this in game time, but for those that may have missed it, the Jaguars uh, sent out a tweet saying, hey, if we get 21,000 retweets on this, we'll have our uniforms be teal next week. Well, they got 22,000 and counting. So teal will be the team's primary home uniform color rather than the black ones that they've been using in recent years. I'm happy as hell. Uh, but like, which to the, the teal with the white numbers? The all teal like last year? I like those. Yeah. Or it was the teal with the black. I don't like the with the black short. It should be it should be uh, white pants and white numbers. I believe on that that jersey. White I believe pants that's where and white numbers. Yeah, I believe that's where they're going with it. Again, they're they're you know black is so overused when it comes to uniforms that well it gets stays clean longer. That's true. It also makes you which is look weird thin that white cars better. actually stay clean longer. You know, than black cars, but everything else black yeah. clothing. Yeah, right? I I have a black car. My wife has a white car, and mine always seems dirtier than hers. Buyer, that see, yeah. see, told you. Should ask me. <laughs> I should have. Not only do well, you dabble in cars. real estate, you yes. know about the uh, auto industry as well. No question. No question. I'm. A, Don't ask me about that again. Sorry, I apologize. No. I apologize. What else you got? Uh, if those uh, those of you that missed it, uh, Kevin Colbert, GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers, dug get a take on this a little while ago, but wouldn't necessarily commit to Big Ben coming back next season. He reiterated that to us, that he wants to continue to play. And we, we told him, quite frankly, we have to look at this current situation. With Ben's current uh, cap number, um, some adjustment will have to be made. <laughs> hey yeah I, I, i'm excited i want to come back let's get back to ready 
Super Bowl money's not a factor here. It's like, oh, hey, hey, hey. Take a look at that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to hey. look at that. We're going to have to discuss the little discussion. A little bit of discussion. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll come back. Like, I'll play for free. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. When, when I had my TV show, I had there was a young woman who had been recommended to me. And <laughs> this is a true story. And uh, she, uh, she, like, came up to me after the show one time. And she was like, listen, you know, I'm going to go back to Northern California for, like, a couple weeks. Like, I have a grandma like sick or whatever and i said uh and they had uh, everybody the other the show producers had talked to me because i recommended her and she was kind of like my personal intern or whatever and i said um i was trying to be as nice as i could right and i'm you guys know i'm not good at that (laughs) (laughs) so i said i said yeah well yeah why don't she extend the two weeks to like ever (laughs) (laughs) and she goes are you serious i go a little She's like, why? I was like, well, you and I are good, but everybody else doesn't like you here and you don't seem to like it here. So why are you coming back? She's like, well, I thought it would get better. Like I said, it's funny. They did too. <laughs> I literally never heard from her. Ever. She actually, she, why? She kind of, you know. yeah. yeah, she wasn't, wasn't good. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. Real story. Oh. I gotta, I gotta remember her name. I did see her one day here at a Super Bowl, like bird dogging, like somebody in the media who she was clearly as an intern for their show. But I that didn't last. I'm guessing she's doing. If you if you ever get to that point with me, just do it behind my back, please. That would be much better than. Well, I was doing a smile, and it was like it was kind of funny. She's like, you know, I'm thinking about like taking maybe two weeks off. You know, what what do you think? And I was like, well, you know, you you can stand that. She's like, how long? I was like, I don't ever. (laughs) Like sweet. Well, it's because they called me into the office and like, hey, we got to, her name is not Heather, but we got to talk about Heather. I'm like, what do you you mean? Like, well, we hate her. Well, okay. What do you mean you hate her? Like, no, none of we can stand her to have her around here. So you brought her in. You got to tell her she's got, she got to go. I was like, well, she's an unpaid intern. Like, can't we just send her out for coffee? Like, yeah, we did that. She's annoying with that too. Like, okay. So that, that was my way of getting rid of Heather. She's got herself. Man. Uh, Doug, this from Ed Werder, who once was a friend of the program right. during his uh, during his gap between his stints at ESPN, uh, would come on the show. Uh, now, now back on ESPN, he said that he's been told that these are the likely are likely to be JJ Watt's most important considerations in choosing his next team. Number one, quarterback. Number two, supporting personnel, and number three, money. Money. But money third in all of this. Quarterback playing a big, big role. So then he should be in Kansas City. Sure. Yeah, Kansas right? City, Green Bay. Yeah. Kansas City, Green Bay, don't you know. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Uh, this is the Doug Gottlieb Show from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Um, You know, look, I, I think... We had this argument with me and Jason McIntyre earlier, and he was talking about like what he says to his nine-year-old son is different and doesn't apply to a college basketball player. And I, I disagree. Like it actually, to whom much is given, more is expected. More is expected. But for whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason, we like to give athletes who they get athletic privilege. I know I used to get athletic privilege. I wouldn't have gotten all the opportunities that I've gotten in life. If not for the fact that while I couldn't put the little ball in the basket enough, I could help other people put the little ball in the basket. I'm realistic about it. And that's why those virtues that you teach your kids should hold true for high school, college and professional athletes. They don't, we make the excuse because money, unhappiness or whatever, but, but where's the virtue? All right, back tomorrow on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.